How we doing, guys? Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for coming. Appreciate you. Uh, listen, uh, y'all got to see the locker room, huh? Not bad, huh? Yeah. Pretty slick. Pretty slick. We're awfully proud of it. Um, you know, along those same lines, I just want to say a huge thank you to uh, our athletic director, Dr. Zinger. Um, man, that guy has been phenomenal, not just for me, but for all of us in our athletic department. Um, I mean, basketball, women's softball, track, uh, women and men's basketball, tennis, baseball, I mean, you name it. Every, every department that we have here, the guy, I, I mean, he works, he gets it. He works tirelessly to get us what we need. I went to him and said, look, this is what we need to do, and we got to do it now. we got to do it yesterday. And he said, well, let's go. And that's not normal. It doesn't happen like that around the country. He, he gets it. And it's not just him. It's his staff. It's Sean Lester, who does more things than any human I've ever met in my life uh, here. And, man, him, he just gets it done. Um, you know, Brad Noctegall, another guy that leads up a project that we had about, I don't know, 50 days to do. And for that place to be turned into what it got turned into in about 50 days or whatever it was is amazing. Uh, and, y'all, that just doesn't happen. I mean, I, we're so fortunate to have the, the guys that we have here, the ladies and gentlemen that do the job that we have here, because they get it, man. Our, our AD is phenomenal, and he jumped right in. And everything I've asked, asked him, he's done it. I mean, whatever you need, Coach, we, we'll get it taken care of. This is a first-class place, and my hat goes off to him because he's the one who made that happen. That dude is really good, man. He's really good. Uh, Dr. Z, we thank you, man. Sean, all you guys. Brad, everybody that worked on that, because that's going to help us moving forward. That's how we're going to continue to work on improving around here, because it's about developing and recruiting. And obviously, we are still developing. I know we're playing a season, but we're still developing. And uh, we're going to be developing in year 10 here. And that's right, I said 10, because like I told you, you're not getting me out of here. It's not happening. Uh, we're excited about moving forward. Now, we're in the middle of a bye week. Uh, coming off of a game against Memphis last week. So right now we're putting a lot of work into self-scout, a lot of analysis of what we've been calling uh, on all in all three areas and trying to make sure that uh, everything we're doing is efficient. And really as we get into it, you start looking at it, there's a lot of surprising things that you find that you're actually doing a little bit better than you thought you were. Um, and the story gets told pretty quickly. Uh, we'll be looking at personnel review this week and continuing to uh, – to really build competition within our team. That's going to happen throughout the season. I said that from the very beginning. Uh, really looking at each, each individual player and how he's improved, if he, if he hasn't, what we can do to help him become better. Uh, so we'll get very detailed on that. We're already in the middle of that. Um, and then we'll look, obviously, very deep at how we're practicing. And you're starting to get into week four. There's exams coming up. There's, um, there's, no, there's no more first. We, we played a home game. We're, we played a road game. Now it starts just getting kind of hard for guys throughout the country. So we understand the psychology of our guys. So what we'll do is we'll work really hard on making them understand what's coming this way and then how they handle the test and all the things that are coming up on them. So it's a good week for us to go back and look at that. Uh, really practice habits, how we're stressing and creating good habits uh, because we obviously uh, – have had a lot of good things go our way, but we've obviously had some things that have not went our way, and those are things that self-inflicted. They've been caused by us, and we have to do a better job of creating better habits to keep it from showing up. And then really another thing this week, another big focus that we came came to as a team, as, as, as a staff, is to really do a good job of focusing on playing as a team. We have a great team that is really together in that locker room, um, but we got to start playing cohesively. We've got to start playing complementary football. When the defense is playing well, we have to be doing the same thing offensively and the same thing special teams-wise. 
you know, it's, it's been a little bit of a unique season in that you get something corrected from week one and then something else shows up in week two and then something else shows up in week three. And that's the nature of our game. It is the nature of our game, which is what makes it so interesting and fun to do this job. So, uh, but for us, our, our challenge is to try to give those guys the best chance to win. Um, we're going to have some focuses this week, obviously, that we will address ball security, a different type of ball security that popped up this week. Um, Quarterback-wise, we, we were responsible for a number of those turnovers this week, uh, and that falls squarely on me. And I've got to do a better job of coaching them, uh, of coaching them after the ball uh, goes past the line of scrimmage and really when you're in distressed situations uh, because those, those turnovers can and will be prevented. The thing that we also learned as we look at the tape is it's never as simple as you think it is. Uh, ball security is an everybody deal. It's the offensive line doing a great job protecting it's the wide receivers running their routes at precise full speed because if not, you're dying on the vine back there and those guys are going to be getting hit. And they got to let it go early and the timing's off and next thing you know, it's a bad deal for all of us. It's, that, it's the running backs who have done a terrific job of protecting, which they take a lot of pride in. Coach Hall's done a great job of that, but everybody plays a role in ball football security. And we went and looked at the tape and obviously we found out that it wasn't just one guy and it never is, it never is. But each one of us will look inside and try to get better there, including me. Um, our focus will be not putting that ball in jeopardy in any area, in any area. Uh, whether it's throwing the ball, whether it's in the pocket, uh, whether it's from a running back position, whether it's from a punt receiving position, a kickoff return position, uh, whether it's receiving a ball in an interception situation, putting the ball away. All those things are coached, and we just got to coach them harder. Uh, because when we do, the results will be a lot different. They'll follow. They'll follow in suit. Uh, winning the battle of field position—that's something that we went back and looked at as a staff. Um, you know, we we uh, have got to do a better job of win that winning that battle of field battle of field position. Starting drives inside your five or inside your ten—that makes it tough sled. And conversely, if we're not letting making our opponents start their drives inside their twenty, that makes it tough sled. I want to say of 14 drives or 15 drives last week, Memphis started inside their 25 twice. Um, and we started inside of our 12 six times. Uh, what, but you know what? Hey, there was a lot of good things about that. Uh, sometimes some of those we were able to get the thing out. We were able to get it out and finally punt the ball and flip the field. So there's some things there, but we got to go find a way to score from those positions. It's not okay just to get out there and punt. Um, there was some improvement from last week in some areas, which was good. Um, total focus on playing the game. Uh, just total focus. Nothing off schedule. Uh, the, the turnovers and things like that, that that showed up, that's the story. You don't get to remove those things. However, when we watch the tape and we watch the last two weeks with our, our kids and we say, imagine if we just eliminated the nine turnovers that occurred in the last two games. How much different would it be? And you don't get to remove them, but you get to go to school on it. And we, we're going to school on that. And, and how do we prevent that? And that's the great thing about our team. I told you the best thing about it is our guys. They're willing, they're listening, they're paying attention, and that they will work to get better. Um, I get the question a lot, you know, what did you say to them? Uh, how, do you, how did you respond? How did they respond? And they, they're great kids. I told you that's the best thing about our guys. But one of the things that we do is we tell them the truth. We tell them the truth about what went wrong. And we tell them the truth about where we are and, and what we've done well, too. So we tell them both sides. Um, one of the things coming off this week is uh, really 
for some reason this week probably felt a lot more pressure on those guys. And the way the game was played, I'm sure it was a lot more pressure than maybe even some of us think. Uh, but the truth of the matter is, is that just because you work hard doesn't mean that you're going to get wins. Just because you, you, you pay the minimum price, which is working hard, doesn't mean that you're going to get the result that you want. And the hardest thing for young guys to do is to understand that when you're working hard, you're not always going to get the results you want when you want it. There's still some details that you got to take care of, and the details is where the answers are. So, you know, we also need to talk to our team about the things they're doing well and how, how we improved. Uh, and so we did an analysis, analysis in our first three games from this year and last year, just a few things that stick out to us. Uh, defensively, third down conversion percentage on defense. Uh, we were 119th in the country and eighth in the conference last year at this time. Currently, we're 42nd in the country and fifth in the conference. Fourth down conversion defense. Uh, we were 124th in the country at 125. We were ninth in the conference. We're 19th in the country and number one in the conference. Passing yards allowed. We were 112th in the country at 125. We were ninth in the conference. We're ninth in, in the country and second in the conference right now. Red zone defense. We were just not very good last year at all. A big focus for us in the offseason. Uh, we were 74th in the country and ninth in the conference at this time. We're 35th in the country and second in the, second in the conference right now. Team passing defense, we were not good. 123rd out of 125 last year. Uh, at that time, we were 10th in the conference. Today, we're 18th and second in the conference. Total defense, we were 120th and, and 9th in the conference. Today, we set at 62nd and 3rd in the conference. That's some tangible numbers that when our guys looked at that, they went, wow, okay, okay. I see what you're talking about. Now, let's take care of the things that are, that are keeping us from winning games. And, man, those things can be even better. Let's talk about special teams a little bit. Same thing with them. We, were, you know, we weren't ranked last year at this time on block kicks. Currently, we are 11th in the country and 2nd in the conference. Uh, kick return defense, which we were not good at. <laughs> 87th in the country and 7th in the conference at this time last year. Now we're 17th and 1st. Credit goes to Joe DeForest and his staff. Kick returns, we were 81st in the country and 5th. Now we're 17th and 2nd. So you're just talking about two of those areas, just very, very good good looks at how we've improved. Net punting, we were 106th at this time last year. Now we're 89th and 9th. We were 106th and 8th, but we actually are a lot better because of where we're punting the ball. So that's been really good. Uh, completion percentage-wise, offensively, last year at this time we were 89th in the country and 8th in the conference. Right now we set it 14th in the country and 2nd in the conference. Uh, we had given up a ton of sacks last year. We were 70th and 5th at this time, and right now we're 13th in the country and 3rd in the conference. Passing offense, and it goes on and on. 56th and 8th passing offense. Right now we're sitting at 36th and 7th. Uh, team passing efficiency, we were 111th. We were 10th in the conference. Now we're sitting at 48th and 6th. However, with the good comes the bad. There's some things that we got to address. Offensively, you know, First down-wise, for this offense to work the way you want it to, you got to string first downs together. Right now we're 100th in the country and 8th in the conference. So that's where we got to really get better at. we got to really be better there, but you got to break it down even further than we have. Rushing offense, last year we were 64th at this time in the country and 6th in the conference were 114th and 8th. So there's some real things we got to look at. Total offense, we were 59th in the country and, and 7th. Now we're 92 and 9th. So we look at the truth the real truth about where we are. And that's what those guys see, and I think that's how they go back to practice Monday with such a good focus, and that's what I was proud of for those guys. Um, you know, we, one of the things I'm proud of with our defense right now is we've had 11 drives, uh, 11 turnovers, and we've allowed 22 points off those, those uh, 11 turnovers. 
which is ridiculous. That's really good. We don't need to be putting those guys in that position. And that's probably what's leading to a lot of our field position woes. Uh, defensively, we produced 30 TFLs or something like that. Uh, last year, I think we had 60 all season. So there's some positive things there, but the details are in the things we're not doing well. But they need to hear about the ways that we're improving as a team because we are making improvements. Uh, we just haven't done enough yet. So, so the details is going to be huge for us as we go through this week. So I know that's a lot, but I was hoping maybe that would answer a bunch of your questions as we move forward. What are your thoughts on how Mahomes is playing? He's really good. <laughs> he's very talented. He's big. He's hard to tackle. He's very well coached. Uh, he's got a ridiculous arm. He can throw it from anywhere. and all, all, I mean, he, he breaks rules because he'll throw it to the wrong guy and he'll still put it in there. Um, He'll, he'll throw it to a guy you're not supposed to be going to, and that guy still is able to get the ball because he put it in a hole about that big. Uh, really talented guy. What is the value in having this extra time, number one, in getting healthy and then <coughs> getting ready for big 12 play? Yeah, health, big deal for us. I mean, you know, we we had a couple other guys go down the other day. Joe Deneen, Joe Deneen's going to be out for a few weeks. He injured that hamstring, uh, but we got good news. It wasn't as bad as maybe we thought it could have been, so that's good. He'll be back here in a few weeks. I don't know exactly when. We'll see how his, his body responds to the treatment. Uh, and then Wirtel, our starting deep snapper, uh, tore his ACL in the middle of the game. Uh, so we, we lost him as well. Uh, hopefully we'll get a couple of those linemen back. Um, you know, I didn't say anything about those linemen being out last week, and the reason I didn't is because when your center's out, uh, that's an advantage for the defense now. Particularly when you play an odd front, you know you're going to put a guy over that guy. And when they know that going into the game, they have an advantage. So I didn't say anything. And I think it certainly helped us a little bit. But we got to be better in that area for sure. But this time will give us time to heal up a little bit. There's a lot of guys that are playing through some injury right now anyway, so hopefully that will help sure that up. Uh, and then really, we've got a lot that we can work on. But as we look at it, it's not as much as we think. A lot of it is self-inflicted. You know, I, I love the way one of our coaches put it is, and, and we, see, we say this humbly, um, you know, we've lost two games, but we've yet to be beaten by those guys. We, we kind of, we've kind of beaten ourselves a little bit, and they both – give those teams credit. They did what they had to do, but we, we gave them a lot of help in those games. Um, and once we get that fixed, uh, it'd, be, it'd be interesting to see because I still think we've got a pretty good little football team. Are there things – you talked about the statistics, and when you took the job, I think everybody understood, like, the scope of the challenge that, that you had. Beyond those statistics, are there things that – that you see there are going into that, like specific, you know, work ethic things or and things that you still need to improve on? Yeah, the culture, number one, was probably the biggest thing. I think for us, it's the trust amongst our players and, and developing that trust with them and us. And that was the number one thing, developing a culture. And then the next thing was um, not ever quitting. That was a big, big deal for us here. And for all of us in this world, I, I think all of us have a point where it's just not worth it, and you give up. I mean, and you've got to develop that resolve in you, and we have to develop in our players where that those words never enter their mind. So that never giving up, you know, we, we track a lot of effort stuff, obviously, and the crazy thing for us, and it's great for us to show our kids this, is the effort was way better in the second half than it was even in the first half. So that really goes back to fast start, and it's not as simple as saying, hey, let's put the ball down and let's go fast start and practice. There's a lot more stuff that goes into it, and that's where us as coaches have to really do a good job of monitoring that. But really, that's it. I don't know if that answers your question, Sam, but it kind of goes into some of the other things we had to do other than statistics. Well, trust is big. So I, I don't know if you think about it this way, but as you go into your second conference season, are, are you aware 
you thought you would be or you, where you, you wanted to be? Are there things outside of football that you still need? You talked about the locker room. Are there, are there other things that, that maybe could help? Yeah, you've got an innovator, you're going to evaporate in college football. So you're never going to be there. You're never going to be there. And, and we are always going to be developing. You're going to hear me say that from now until we win a conference championship, which we will do. I'm not sure when, but we will get to it. And we will always be developing. And we will always need to continue to work on our facility and see what it is that's going to be ruling us out. Because they're really not choosing you for what you have, I think. A lot of times they might just be ruling you out because of what you don't have. So that's the great thing about this place is the commitment. The commitment from our donors, the commitment from our boosters, the commitment of people that love football here, and our administration, Sean Lester, uh, Shane Zinger, uh, his staff, Brad Nocticole, those guys, are they're, they're really good. And because of them, we're going to get this thing done. They're giving us that part. You mentioned facilities. What do you see in the stadium? Because that's somewhere you got to take recruits to that needs to be done in there. Well, I think, you know, for... For our fans, it's a it, it's it's a natural evolution for us to move to the stadium, and I and I know that um, RAD has that as a his top priority, and I'm, and I'm fired up about that for him because I know he's got a great vision for what we want uh, in his team as well. So I'm excited about it. Um, that is something that the stadium is really cool, but man, this place for these guys, that's where they live. I mean, this place is so important. I mean, that's why I love. Dr. Z and Sean, because they get it, man. I mean, this is the way you get them here. And then the stadium is the next part of it. I mean, we did it at the last place I was at. That place is off the chain just like this place. I mean, that you're not going to spend a whole lot of time in the stadium with the players. Now, that's very important for the – I mean, our fan base deserves a quality, wonderful, great fan experience. And that's what the focus, I think, will be on. Hope that answers it good. You talked about at Big 12 Media Day how influential Cliff Kingsbury was in teaching you the air raid offense. Could you just elaborate on your relationship with him and uh, how he taught you what you're now installing here? Yeah, we coached against each other a number of years. Uh, he was the offense coordinator uh, way back when he was at Houston and when I was at Rice. And we had a couple of really good battles there that were interesting. Came right down to the wire. And I didn't know him, and I didn't even know he knew me, but he texted me after the game. So I, somehow he got my number and. That's kind of where our relationship started. And I went down that year. He was in a bowl, and I had moved back here with Turner. Uh, and um, I went down and spent bowl season with them and just started getting the basis of what, what he was doing. And I got, I, I mean, I, I take my hat off to him because, I mean, you don't, you don't tell anybody anything, you know. And he, he helped me a lot with progression in that. But it wasn't until I got with him at A&M that really I got to learn the nuances of what we were doing. So... Uh, man, just a great guy. I said it last year. There's not five humans on the earth better than Cliff Kingsbury. I mean, you, you look at him and you see everybody sees this good-looking dude and handsome guy, and they compare him to all these superstars. What you don't know about him is one of the finest men you've ever met. Great guy. I'll give you the shirt off his back. When he texted you, was that because he thought you were doing stuff that he liked to do? We beat him. Saw him. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we beat him on the last, last play of the game, and we checked to a play we called flag, and I didn't really even know him. Uh, I, well, I knew of him, obviously, but I didn't, I didn't think he knew, knew me. But uh, he just said, hey, man, I, I saw y'all check the eight. I knew you were doing it. And, man, okay. you know, he just, you know, and after the game last year, he came up and very gracious and just said, man, you know, you and your staff, y'all do a great job, you know, because it was a competitive game. And they, they were one of the top offenses in the country. 
and you know that's that's what we want to do this this year uh, this week too. We want to go down to Lubbock. We want to play well against those guys, and we got our hands full because they're once again I think they're second in the country in offense right now, and they are very explosive. I'm not sure of the timeline with this, but do you think that winning on the last play and then texting you and uh, being impressed with you, do you think that helps you at all get the, a good word in at a and or uh, was oh, he there before you? There's no doubt. Yeah. That's where that's where it started. I mean, there's no doubt. I mean. I'm pretty sure that when Kevin got that job, I think Cliff went right in and said, hey, I want this guy, because I got a call pretty quick after that. You talked about the cohesive nature of your team and, and you know effort and all those things that, that have been there and that you're pleased with it. After the last two results, uh, you even talked about it after Rhode Island that you know we haven't done anything yet. Uh, you said that that night, I think. Uh, after the last two results, how worried are you about Psyche moving into the Big 12? Because... You know, th- this conference, as you know, is loaded with, with talented teams week after week. And, and not to say the last two you played weren't, but right. are you worried about that psyche? You know, if we can't beat these teams, how can we expect to beat these moving forward? Well, let me answer that first by saying uh, I looked at the box score from Ohio and Tennessee the other day, who, by the way, I think it started in the top ten in the country. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say three-quarters through it was tied at 21, mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. That's a good football team. Yeah. And that's what I told our team. And you don't beat good football teams when you make mistakes and they don't. So that's number one. Sure. Number two, that's a good defense we played the other night. Those dudes are good. And Mike Linebacker is as good as anybody I've played against here since I've been here. He's good. He's a talented guy. But that doesn't matter. We still had opportunities. So do I worry about their psyche? Uh, I think no matter where you are in the country, when you're not getting the result that you need, you have to be aware of the psychology of humans and people. And that's why we work hard. That's why we get paid as coaches, to make sure that we manage that. And I know that that answer might not be what you want, but the truth is you always manage your psyche, whether you're, whether you're winning or losing. You know, I mean, there's a lot of teams this week that I don't think they were thinking they were going to get the result that they got. And, whew, probably rough around their place too, you know. So, but that's, that's kind of the nature of our game. It's the nature of our game. You know, you don't get to go run and hide under a rock and cry. You deal with it and you move forward. Yeah, let me ask you, too. When, when you say coach them harder, uh, that's on us. You, you, you're taking a lot of that on yourself and your staff. Uh, how can you do that? What, what, what things, and you don't have to go into great detail, but what, you know, what, what's an example of, of coaching a guy harder or, or taking care of something in that way? You know, a lot of times it's, it goes back to just being a detail-oriented person, team, staff, mm-hmm. coaching. Because the, the the mistakes and and the things that win games, they're in the details. Mm-hmm. So that's where I think you can get better. You get better back at the details of hey, are your are your knee pads pulled up at practice? Just back to those things. So you create good habits. That way, all things are important that we speak about. And as a coach, you got to continue to make sure that you put those things in the forefront of their mind. And are they getting it? Are they getting it? It's one thing for us to sit up here and talk about. Three clouds strong, and how I know that that corner's feet when he's turned at a 45 degree angle, he's about to cloud the strong side. But is he getting that? I mean, I sound good saying that to the kid, but is he getting that? What do you know about his feet being turned at a 45 degree angle? Do you know that? And if I don't ask him that, I just did a good job of saying it out loud. You know, so there's a lot of things that we have to go back and look at. I had to look at a lot of stuff myself as a as a head coach. I mean, you you've got to make a lot of adjustments as you go throughout a season. I, I mean, I'm constantly making. Adjustments myself. I got a terrific staff. I got to let those guys do their job better. 
Like, get out of their way a little bit. They're really good. I mean, hey man, we all we all got to get better. And the, this thing falls squarely on me. I've got to be one that's willing to work, look inside, and make sure that we can get that improved. And it starts with me. If I can, if I'm asking those guys to improve, how can I do that without asking myself to improve? You given any thought to the next game being on national TV in prime time, playing the best foot forward for the nation, watching it, maybe changing expectations about, about the program? Uh, not until you said that. <laughs> no, um, you know, it's a, to us, it's a great recruiting opportunity. It really is to be able to play on a, on, a, on a night where you're the only show. Really, which is great. Uh, you know, it's obviously always fun to go out to Lubbock and play. Uh, really cool venue out there. So, uh, yeah, it's something that that uh, I'm excited about. But as far as uh, putting pressure on ourselves, no. I mean, it's we're going to go out there and we're going we're going to start with the kickoff, and then we're going to play one game, at, one play at a time from there, and, and try to focus on that, and then the rest will take care of itself. That's we got to get better at the details. That'll help us. Does it matter to you when you play? Because you know. You're going to play on Thursday. Last week, a Big 12 representative played on Friday. Games are winning. Does it matter to you as a coach what day of the week your game is played? It does to me. Um, you know, I'm kind of like Coach Mangino in that regard. He said, man, college football is meant to be played on Saturday. And I, I like playing on Saturday. I do. I like playing on Saturday. But you know what? We don't control that. I don't put, put a lot of time into what we don't control. Uh, we just have to be good at really focusing on how we're going to move our schedule around. And it's good that it comes with a little bit of an off week before it. So, um, I just love Saturdays. I think it's one of the, it's one of the coolest things in the world. College football Saturdays. I just I think it's. I remember playing UCF when I was here with Coach back on a Friday night, and I remember he and I were just riding on the bus, and he was like, "Man, you know this is going to be a great environment, but man, college football is meant to be played on Saturday." And it always stuck with me. Can you get a little scouting report on the Tech? Your thoughts on what they're doing both sides? Uh, a lot of the same offensively that you've seen in the past. Very, uh, very dynamic, terrific quarterback. Uh, guys out wide are very capable, very capable. They got a couple of really good young running backs. I mean, really good running backs. So, very difficult. Uh, David Gibbs, defense coordinator, one of the best minds in college football. I know he's he he. They're like us in a lot of ways with the rebuilding a little bit on the defensive side. And uh, statistically, I know they, they haven't, you know, been terrific to this point, but, man, that's David Gibbs. Dude, you better be ready to go because he's going to be ready to go. He's smart. He's sharp. He's going to get the most out of those kids. Uh, you know, he's, he, he does a nice job of creating pressure, uh, and he does some really innovative things in the back end that you've got to be prepared for. So, uh, and then, you know, special teams-wise, Cliff's teams are always sound there. So we've got to win that third to give ourselves a chance in that game. Should be fun. Hey, David, you just mentioned this, um, but you talked on the radio show about needing to step back and letting your offensive coaches coach more. I guess, can you clarify what you mean by that? What what are you thinking about doing moving forward? Yeah, we just have a bunch of smart guys here. We really do. We have a bunch of really, really good guys here. So uh, maybe just talk, taking more input from those guys when it comes to just in, in general things that we're doing uh, and, and not micromanaging as much. I mean, that's always been a goal of mine is not to be a micromanager to hire good guys and let them do their job. And, you know, I did something a little bit different here in the last couple couple weeks that I think it cost us. I mean, I, I take my daughter to school every day, but I started not taking her to school on Mondays and Tuesdays, and all I did was create more junk. And that's not going to happen again. I mean, I'm going back to the way that I was. I mean, there's nothing changed there. We're, I'm going to make sure we get her to school every day. I mean, it affected our relationship. And she was like, why aren't you taking me to school? And, I mean, but... All that stuff works together. 
you know, and it's what I believe in, and I've got to make sure that I, I'm not getting in our way by micromanaging things. And, and I'm not saying that I have done that a lot, but I do know that I can make changes. And if I'm going to ask any of these guys to look inside, I've got to be the first one to pick up the paintbrush. If I'm going to ask them to do something hard, i got to do it. How big of a blow is, is not having Joe for a few weeks, however long it ends up being? Man, that's a blow because he, he's such a leader on our football team in addition to his production, you know. Uh, but the good news is we've developed some good young linebackers there. You know, Osaz, I thought, played a really good game last week. I mean, he's a fast, very capable guy. So it's good to have him back. But, you know, Joe will get back as quick as he can. Um, I think more, more for the leadership than anything. Mm -hmm. You know, our guys really look to the mayor for leadership. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs>